0: One, two. That was lovely. Thank you, Dan and team, um, for leading us so well in those songs. Um, So right now, um, I'm just gonna go through a few announcements and we're gonna have our panelists come up. And so wherever you are, panelists, start making your way um, to the front. Um, But um, welcome, if this is your first Sunday with us, we are incredibly thankful that you have decided to spend this part of your Sunday (laughs) with us. Um, My name is Obed, I'm the pastor, one of the leaders of this church called King's Cross, and... Um, Like I said earlier, we've been in existence for three years and we are incredibly thankful to be in this community um, and to be able to gather together. And if you've come for the first time this Sunday, um, you're in for a treat. um, Because as you know, it's our three-year anniversary and normally what we would do is have a message and a sermon. But this Sunday, we thought it would be rad. That's my new word. I love rad. Oh, awesome, it'll be great <laughs> um, for us to have a panel of um, individuals from our church who have been at our church at different stages um, of our three years in existence and the point of this is for us to re- reflect on what God has done in the past and look forward um, together to what we expect him to do in the future and so um, um, I hope you're enjoying the food and um, also, we have plenty more food and drink over in the room where you got this from. And so if you want any more, just feel free to go in there and grab some more. Also, we don't just gather on Sunday mornings. We gather in smaller groups throughout the week. And so if you're interested in finding out more about our community groups, um, go on our website and there's plenty of information. Um, about that as well. Um, and so, yeah, tonight, to this evening, this morning, we're going to be reflecting with this panel, um, and I'm going to have a seat at the moment, so I'm kind of on the same level, and I'm gonna have you guys introduce yourself, yeah? All right, and so, who are you guys? Start with Sean, here. Um, who are you, what do you do?
1: Yeah, um, my name is Sean Traywick. Um, I am a recruiter in the tech industry um, I'm married to Savannah Treway we've been going to King's Cross for a little over two years. We just had a daughter in October, her name is Penelope. And, and she is so cute man. Thanks Obed. Ridiculously cute. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty much the, the gist of me.
0: Right, and you're from Philly, right?
1: Yes, I'm from Philadelphia originally, yep. um, I lived in L.A. for a bit, that's mm-hmm. actually where my wife and I met. And um, mm. Yep, I moved to San Diego in 2019.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. All about San Diego. And I think you're going to be here for a while. Yeah, that's yeah. the goal. But <laughs> it's all in the hands of the Lord, honestly. But Brilliant. I love it here, you know. Brilliant.
2: Um, okay. Uh, I'm Nicole. Jeremy's my husband. And <laughs> the bun one. The bun. And bun. <laughs> let's see. Oh, um, I work at a company called E3 Consulting. So I get to teach one-on-one with students that aren't able to be successful in the classroom on their own, uh, which is super fun. And we've been at King's Cross since, I counted, September 2017. Wow. So the very beginning. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: That's
3: it. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, my name's Kat. Um, I am a born and raised San Diegan, have lived here all my life. Um, <laughs> you guys believe her?
0: <laughs> if I
3: can't kid you with that, then I'm not going to be able to kid you with anything else. So, uh, yeah, so I'm um, I'm from England. I'm, um, I have many different hats. Uh, I'm a dog trainer. I'm a raiser of small children, sometimes a lion tamer, occasionally a gardener, manager of resources... Uh, a.k.a. a stay-at-home mum, a military spouse, go Navy, be Army, sorry Dennis, um, and uh, yeah, that's about it, we've been coming to the church since um, about spring of, of 2018, so about three months after yeah. the church came to Soda Solar Day Club, um, and yeah, my husband's currently deployed with the USS uh, Theodore Roosevelt, um, that ship. With all the drama, uh, and that's that's me. So yeah, oh, and my two children are here. Ollie is over there. Yeah. Credit to you, Ollie, and Iris is sitting over there. So. my tickets
0: it. Yes, it's the British invasion. <laughs> We're coming.
4: <laughs> How's it going, everyone? My name is. Gabe Turner. I am the boyfriend of the beautiful woman that was singing up here, Anna. Uh, Today, this Sunday, I counted, marks five months coming here. So I'm the rookie out of all these veterans to my left. So I'm hoping that they'll pull the weight so I don't have to answer too many questions. Yeah, but I love to surf. Um, I work for a tech company. I'm in sales. Um, Love being outside. Uh, But yeah, it's an honor to be able to be up here and, and talk about the church a little bit. Awesome,
0: and you're a good footballer as well, aren't you? I'm alright, yeah, I, right. I tend to
4: show off, yeah. it's, it's a bad thing. Ah,
0: yes, yes. <laughs> and when I say football, I mean soccer, just had to like translate, you know. Um, alright, so let me hear this, so let me start with you, Nicole, since you're like the veteran. Um, <laughs> um, you've been at King's Cross since the very beginning, and what would you say your favorite memory um from the last three years has been what would you say i i I, all right favorite so hard yeah i know it's It's really (laughs)
2: hard i was even thinking about it like while we were singing i was like shoot which one am i gonna choose um oh okay okay so obviously our like first kind of launch like and service was phenomenal Mm. it was like just incredible to see God, like, bring people to this, like, nothing church that, like, was our first day, and we were in a weird basement, and people, like, still showed up, um, and it was incredible to see, like, yeah, just his faithfulness to provide a space for us to be in and, like, provide a bounce house, which was super fun, and just, like, an incredible yeah, welcoming spirit, like, we had to, like, figure out how to fit more chairs into a weird basement, because Mm. there were so many people that Mm. came, um, and that was incredible, but I think, like, what my probably ultimate favorite, like, memory is, like, just the numerous ways that, like, God has provided for us when, like, hard things happen, um, and I think, like, that's been evident to me through, like, other people's willingness to step up and step into people's lives so Mm. like obviously when the brave left that was really awful and hard Mm. but there was just like such a level of love and commitment Mm. from like our church body to our church but also to them and to like us who were left behind (laughs) Um, (laughs) to pick up the pieces and like keep moving forward um so yeah that's probably my favorite memory is like how Mm. our church kind of like Mm. through God's power
0: In part of the church, um, and that wasn't the plan at all. And so, uh, but it's amazing that not only God has us back, but He sustained us um, throughout 2020. And I'm sure, you know, like I said, 2020 was so difficult, but the fact that you're here um, is, I think, evidence of God's sustaining power in your life. Definitely that. Um, Thanks for that. That was good. And that bounce house on that launch. Oh, fun. <laughs> so fun. Past children
2: can attest.
0: Exactly. Um, Sean, you've lived in, um, you know, Los Angeles. You were part of a really good church there, which was, yeah, it was like a relatively big church. Um, and then when you got married, you and your lovely wife decided to settle down here. And recently, um, you just had a beautiful baby girl. Um mm-hmm. Baby Penelope. Uh, by the way, baby, uh, your daughter's called Penelope. Um, tell us about that name. What uh, was the inspiration behind that?
1: <laughs> I always liked the name Penelope. It just has like a fun, classy kind of sound to okay. it. And so I guess like, whenever I decided I was gonna have children, if I had a girl, that'd yeah. be the name. And if I had a boy, I had a name picked out for the boy. And so, All right. I, fortunately, I agreed with it. <laughs> yeah.
0: You are, a, you're a man that plans way in advance
1: not no i'm not you're not it <laughs> sounds like that, it. Name is like that one thing but no i don't actually plan at all man. i love
0: it but that so so you recently became a father and i wonder how fatherhood has helped you understand your relationship with god
1: um yeah every day is just a constant reminder of the love that god has for us sacrificing his only mm. child his only son um it's just it's just kind of remarkable to think mm. about it. And then like now that I have a kid, it's more so I could put myself in those shoes Yeah. versus before having a child, you can just like imagine it. But now it's like, it's more like tangible and understandable for me. Yeah. Um, mm. And then there's also, I know she's a gift, you know, yeah. like going through um, nine months of pregnancy. It's mm. like so many things that can go wrong. Like mm. everything going right is right. a miracle in itself. Yeah. It's a, yeah, I just remember like during the labor process, just listening to worship, just praying, and just having like such certainty in the Lord, and just mm. thinking, I'm like, "Wow, you brought us to this point, and yeah. we have like just this gift about the to come into the world." So just always just thanking God about yeah. that situation.
0: That's good, man. Uh, and you guys had a baby during the pandemic.
1: yeah Uh, yeah.
0: and I'm sure there were unique challenges yeah Uh, what do you remember some of those challenges to be and how did you see God sustain you through that um it
1: was it was just it was different (laughs) it's funny I don't have anything to compare it to so it's like (laughs) that's like my norm I guess but yeah it was just like I guess weird isn't the right word because Throughout the process of, like, if you you know, you know, Obed, like, you've had several children. You're just kind of in your own days anyway, so just COVID was just, like, an extra addition to yeah. the mix. Yeah. It didn't really, like, and I didn't have nothing to compare it to, so mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just one of those things where you just are kind of just waiting and trusting, in a sense. Like, I, I wasn't able to go to any of the visits, yeah. but, you know, I was just like, well, at least I can, you know, Facetime. So you just find little things to be thankful for yeah. and just try to just see the, you know, just – just appreciate things just approach everything with thanksgiving exactly just the flexibility yeah just being flexible and just being open and just you know just yeah really yeah.
0: that's awesome um and now Kat. um <laughs> hello you all right hello. <laughs> um you you mentioned um you're a military spouse and again there's so many um great things but there's so many challenges that come with that how has that been for a family, a military family, being part of a church like King's Cross Church. <laughs>
3: uh, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's quite a few members of the military here today. Please shout out so that I'm not on my own. There's a few of you. Um, being, mi- I mean, being military is hard because um, we're held to a different set mm. of account mm. to the rest of the public for mm. a start. You know, whether we, whether that's implied or it is deliberate. Um, That's tough anyway. So you're all you're always feeling like a little bit of an outsider. So I mean the first thing is we're very nomadic, right? We we move around a lot, we often have to uproot, we often have to start again, we often get to pick new furniture, we often have to sell furniture, we often have to you know, find new friends and find them quickly and Mm then as a Christian on the one hand you trust God that he is taking you where you're meant to be but Mm. then on the other hand the day-to-day of Mm. being isolated being on your own potentially being like the the left behind person of a deployed spouse or uh, a single person coming and being away from your family for the first time I mean it's just incredibly tough and Mm. I think um, isolation being an outsider all of that breeds doubt and as a Christian that that's not a good place to be living in yeah so you know that's a challenge and um for that reason, it's really important to find a church and find a community quickly. Yeah. One of the things I think the the military, we do very well, is we fall hard and we fall fast. <laughs> so you meet someone and you're like, do I like you? Will I trust you with my children? Can I put your name as my child's emergency contact? Because I know nobody else in this city. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, that's how it is. Yeah. And um, I don't know you, but you need a meal? You need a meal brought on Friday? Brilliant, I'll bring you a meal. Yeah. You're going to bring me a meal? Fantastic. Yeah. Just know that I have a peanut allergy. That's all I need to <laughs> so we fall hard and we fall fast and so coming into a church I think you know we we hope to find that and we hope to like get plugged yeah. in quickly and we we want to yeah. find our feet quickly and if yeah. we come into a church which is open to that yeah then that's fantastic mm. but I'm sure a lot of us here will know of times when we've been into churches where that's you know they take a little bit of a while to warm up yeah. and and then if that's met with us feeling a little bit isolated and a bit on the yeah. outside as well there can be a bit of a disconnect so mm. um I don't know what the question was.
0: It's all I good. <laughs> well, <laughs> w- joys and challenges, <laughs> ministry <laughs> families happening. of being involved in a Yeah, yeah and, yeah, you exactly. know,
3: needing, needing support, you're away from your family, you may yeah. or may not have young kids, you may or may not be away from home for the first time. Oh, and the other thing I would say, which I have found a challenge... And I know my husband finds the challenge is, for him particularly, he's away more than he isn't, yeah. so I make connections with church, yeah. I make friends, and he's still the outsider, yeah. and that can be tough mm. um, for him. So that's a hard thing. Um, and also, what else was I thinking? If there was something else, it'll come back to If it
0: comes back, you can just jump in. It'll come back. Appreciate that. Yeah, and like Kat said, we are in San Diego, which is a military city, and um, we do have military families in our church, and Cat has been... Oh, I remember quite what a Sorry, I remembered what yeah.
3: it was. <laughs> so one of the big things, again, for military is we can't often talk about what we do. Um, and oh. that's certainly as a spouse mm. I can't always tell you where my husband is I can't always yeah. tell you what he's doing I can't always tell you when he's coming back and people want to know, yeah. that makes it a bit awkward and, and again I've noticed for some of our younger guys who come particularly from Coronado mm. they're here doing top secret super quiet yeah. stuff and yeah. they can't say yeah. and when they're greeted with like a super hospitable team he's like let me find out about you let me get to know you and they're like mm. what do you do and you're like uh, I <laughs> can't tell you and then you feel like you're all awkward and then it just gets uncomfortable but we we can't always share with you
0: Mm. what's
3: going on Mm.
0: yeah yeah Yeah. um gabe you're like the rookie yeah you've been at the church for like five months and i would love to um and, and you came i mean during covid times still we are still in it but i you started coming when we had kind of started gathering in person Um, I would love to know kind of what your initial experiences and thoughts were like um, for King's Cross.
4: Yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah, my girlfriend and I, we were looking for a church for a while. Just hadn't felt like we found the place for us quite yet. And uh, I had a friend. I went to school up in Santa Barbara. and I went to Reality Carpinteria. That was my church. Um, That uh, was really important in my faith. And I asked him, "Do you know anything? Do you know any churches around here?" Because I trusted him. Mm. He's like, "I remember this guy. He like had this English accent. He's, he's alright. He's not bad, you know." But I heard he planted a church, and uh, so he found King's Cross. He shared it with me, and um, it was cool because COVID, you know, there's it's hard because like you couldn't meet in person, but mm. it also gave us uh, an awesome chance to check out what was out there. So. Uh, We listened to one of, I think it was one of your sermons, and we kept listening. You're like, man, it's okay. You know, this guy checks out. This is good. Uh, So we showed up one Sunday, and yeah, I mean, from day one, it just seemed Mm -hmm. so inviting and so welcoming. You know, we had, and it was what we were looking for. We were looking for that uh, inviting kind of love that you hear about God's people our call to do and and it's credit to the leaders it's credit to the church but it's it's honestly it's it's God working in all of our hearts yeah. uh, which is awesome to see how he he's doing that in this church and so you know the whole time we felt so welcomed and and so loved and appreciated we've made new friends and I hope to keep continuing those relationships and and further developing them and, and seeing new people but yeah, it's been awesome. So much growth and and so much uh, that we've learned and and so much we've gone through, but it's been an amazing experience. Um,
0: Yeah, that's so good. And what I've appreciated about uh, you and Anna is how you, the transition or the process you took to get involved in a local church and we have so many people that move to San Diego. San Diego is such a transient city. (laughs) It just is. People always coming in and going out and whenever someone comes into our church or visits for the first time on a Sunday, we're very much like, hey, like, don't spend too long getting involved in a local church um, because as a believer, you need to. It's so important for you. And one of the things we, uh, the other thing we say is, we look, we want you to get involved in a church so bad, we will help you find a church. Like, yes, it would be awesome if you jumped in with us, but if not, we want to f- make sure you find a church. And so, for you, Gabe, like, like, how, what was it like thinking through getting involved in Kings Cross? Um, like, what was that process like for you and Anna? And what advice would you give to someone who's considering a church?
4: Yeah, it's funny because, like, I, I really wanted to find some place and start getting involved. It was something that God just put on my heart like Mm. I want to find a church and start serving I think for Anna to be honest it's kind of like oh you know like we got to get settled in but uh (laughs) I mean I think uh, our for our experience like it was Mm. such like uh yes like come serve like we want you guys to serve Mm. and we felt really like pushed and empowered and and Mm. you know we didn't feel like it was it was hard to get plugged in and Mm. and start and start serving it was funny you know like I think Anna started singing like you know really quickly, and uh, people in, like invited me to just come set up, and I I just really appreciated that like the opportunity to serve was not something that was intimidating. Here uh, is what we felt like, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, and that's just so helpful. Like, and I loved what he said in our experience. Everyone's experience is different yeah, yeah. when it comes to getting involved in a local church. And I appreciated them um, just coming and saying, hey, we're, we're here and we want to get involved and we want to serve. Um, and so I would just like to say if you're here or you're listening to us online and you're thinking about getting involved in a local church, Um, Don't (laughs) extend the... I know you want to make a wise decision, but don't take too long making the decision. And as we always say, we will help you do that. Um, We are here for you. We care about your spiritual health and maturity, and we want to make sure you get situated in a local church. Yeah? Cool. Um, Nicole, the veteran. Um, (laughs) Um, I mean, you... I would love to. know. You've been married. How long have you guys been married now, you and Jeremy? Oh, like two plus years. Two plus years. Two and change. Exactly. That makes. I remember when you both we first we first met you, and we you came to one of our um, our launch or one of our smaller vision, vision nights. Um, you guys were dating, um, and you weren't married yet. <laughs> um, but like, I would love to know what's been. How has being part of a local church been a benefit to your marriage, to your two and a half years of marriage with the lovely Jeremy?
2: (laughs) He is so lovely. Um, I think, well, it's been like our whole marriage, so that's like everything. Um, But no, I think, I don't know, when we first started like exploring King's Cross and like looking at it, we were coming off the missions field from two years, like doing separate but together missions. And so one of our like huge values was we didn't wanna come back and like fall into complacency or even just passive like Christianity. Um, And it's just so easy to do that I think in America, like just to be like, okay, get a job, do well, you know, get all the things. Um, And so like, we were able to find King's Cross, and, like, that has been something that has really uh, continually challenged us and kept us from being comfortable and (laughs) passive, and so I think that's been a huge part of, like, just our success in our marriage, of being able to constantly having to, like, look to God for, like, oh, gosh, like, we don't know what we're doing, and we're so lost without you, Um, that dependency factor, I think... Also, we've been able to, well, our whole like marriage has been here. So we've been had had this incredible opportunity to be shaped and influenced and yeah. ask questions of people who have been married much, much longer than we are.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and just have that like, oh, this is how you do like a Christian marriage. This is how you like love each other well when it's difficult, or even like act. In front of other people when you're married like that was a weird (laughs) thing to figure out (laughs) um so yeah just like having a safe space where you have people you can ask questions even when it's weird um and just have like other people that you can watch and learn from um yeah that's been like pivotal
0: yeah (laughs) that's that mike Uh, (laughs) um yeah and definitely you guys have been involved in leading in so many in so many areas um, they you know jeremy and nicole help oversee our finances they also lead the beho community group yes yeah. <laughs> and they've just been faithful um and of course it's not been easy um it hasn't but they've just been so faithful um and i just wanted to publicly thank you guys for setting an example of what it looks like to be part of a local church Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) All right, Um, Sean, like like I said, you've lived in Los Angeles, you've lived in Philadelphia, you were in like North Carolina. And so you've you've lived in different cities and you've spent time I'm sure visiting different cities. Mm -hmm. And San Diego, like all cities has a unique personality Uh compared to other cities. So I'm wondering what you think people in San Diego look for um, satisfaction
1: instead of Jesus? Um, yeah, I think overall living in San Diego, it's really easy to confuse satisfaction with fulfillment mm-hmm. or confuse like mm-hmm. happiness with joy because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's be- like the weather's beautiful, the people are nice enough. Like you, it's really easy to make friends compared mm-hmm. to like other places I've been. Um, and so you can kind of fall into like a coasting lifestyle here Relatively easy, and not question if you have fulfillment, or it's really easy to to not question if you need Jesus because everything is seemingly okay. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's pretty much one of the, like the things that I think is like really yeah. apparent here. It's just mm-hmm. because of like all our surrounding. It's like it's it's really good. It's really yeah. nice. You know.
0: Exactly. And as someone who's um, very motivated, um, you are building a career um, at the moment. And you are doing well um, with what you're doing. I, I wonder, um, and I know this wasn't in the script or anything, but I wonder what it's been like for you, um, balancing, like, working hard and achieving and doing well in your career and not allowing that to become an idol um, and kind of consume your life. How have
1: you struck that balance? I haven't, to be honest. And the... The problem with that is like, life is so daily. And so you might have a good day, and you might do everything that checks off the boxes that looks as if you found a balance, but then you gotta keep doing it. And so I think really what it comes to is just putting the first thing first. And just like, we were sitting at a table with two individuals and they were mentioning a good concept that we don't call it this, but we try our hardest to do this, but just start the day in the word, in the day in the word. And I, I think that's the way that you can help, like, cultivate a balance. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, just with things going the way they're going and everything is just changing so rapidly. You just get married. You just have a child. You have a career. Yeah. You know, maybe your wife has, like, every, everything is, like, so many moving pieces. Mm-hmm. I think the only way to keep balance is to keep the priority and your discipline and pursuing the Lord yeah. when you can and find the fulfillment in doing it, like, genuinely from the heart. Not just doing it because you feel like you need to do it, because then that can happen too, and it's not really like hitting to where it's supposed to hit, which is your heart. It's just more so like a, a task that you're completing or an obligation that you have that you don't quite really personally, you're not personally invested in it, you're just doing it because you feel like you need to do it, or, you know, so. Yeah, and Kat, I see you
0: agreeing. <laughs> Looks like you've got something to say It related to that. <laughs>
3: As eloquently as Sean, but, um, <laughs> but no, it just it resonates with me as a military spouse. Yeah. You can get so caught up in the, like, where are you moving next? Where have we just moved from? Have we, you know, updated our address book? Have we checked into this command? Have we got our kids registered? Yeah. Oh, church on Sunday, no, we'll leave that. We've got other stuff we've got to be getting on with. And yeah. so, like Sean is saying, putting God first and choosing to put Him first, it is always a choice, and it's a choice yeah. we need to make, and it's um, it's a choice we have to. Um, What's the word? Like, um, discipline ourselves to make because it's very easy to not make it, especially when you are in a season in your life, whether that be like new parenthood or just moving or military, where we always know we've got one foot out of the door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, and it kind of also echoing really what Gabe was saying earlier is that, you know, as military you know you've got to make a choice to put God first so don't wait on is this church right for me is this church not right for me make the decision and commit and connect um, because that will pay dividends in your relationship with Jesus and then your relationship with other people and the way Jesus can use you in that church
0: because I think that's the other thing we
3: forget is that you know, oh, I'm only here for a year. You know, God's got a bigger plan for me. My plan isn't here. My bigger plan is where I'm going next. Well, that's not true. God is going to use us here and now with the people who are around us here and now. And we just have to let him do that. And that speaks to what Sean is saying, which we pick him, we choose him, and we say, God, use me today. I'm only here for another six months, but use me today.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that is awesome. And I've seen you do that with, you know, changes that are possibly coming and not just like sitting back (laughs) but still being continually connected to the local church Um, so I appreciated that that was good Um, all right now Gabe um, let's talk about like we've been talking about Jesus a lot (laughs) and at the beginning of our time together I said look like we're not here to celebrate King's Cross Church we are here to celebrate Jesus' work through King's Cross Search. Um, and so, Gabe, I would love to know, as we talk about Jesus, not just today, but every Sunday we go on and on about how Jesus is awesome. Why do you think Jesus is the greatest need for humanity?
4: Woo! Woo! All right. There you go. Try and bring the heat. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's good. Put that on the, on the newest one here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not a pastor, so, you know, I'll, I'll do my best, guys. Uh, Jesus, you know, it, from what I understand, from what I know is true in my heart, Jesus is the mm. most important thing in humanity because uh, without Jesus, we wouldn't have that relationship that we yeah. that we have access to to God, you know? Mm. Um, <laughs> we're broken people. Like, I'm broken. I, I, like, it's just such a thing where, like, the outs, you know, not outsiders, but like people who aren't Christians. They look at Christians and they're like, "Oh, these people like they live perfect lives. Like they are always happy." But man, yeah. we struggle. And uh, for speaking firsthand, like I struggle so much and um, with sin. You know, with sin in my my human nature. Like I, it's definitely like you know the the portion in the Bible where it says, "Prone to wander." Like, dude, I you know, I, I'm definitely prone to wander. And so for what Jesus did, his work on the cross, like I'm forgiven for my own nature, which I can't help. And without him, um, I wouldn't have that, that relationship, that salvation, um, that I have that's promised to me in the Bible. And, you know, like, uh, like Sean has been saying every day, it's, it's, it's an everyday thing. Um, it's an everyday mm-hmm. battle. It's it's a mm-hmm. choice. I love that what you said, Kat, um, just thinking about choosing to, um, like we're, we're the Bible says to obey, right? Like we choose to, tr- we have to choose to trust God. And, um, you know, we're, we're not always going to trust him. So mm-hmm. Jesus just makes that, makes it possible for us to be saved. And it's by his work, we were given that gift. And, mm-hmm. um Without that, I mean, we would just be who we are, which is broken people. Yeah, that's
0: good. Um, (laughs) Nicole, your thoughts on that? Why are we obsessed (laughs) with Jesus? Everything he said. (laughs) Uh, Anything Gabe said?
2: (laughs) No, I think I loved, like, yes, actually, though, everything you said, Gabe. Um, But I think also, like, there's no other reason we should be like we would be here I think like yeah. if there wasn't for Jesus like yeah. there's no reason that we should like love each other sacrifice for one another serve each other like there's just like yeah we wouldn't be here this wouldn't be King's Cross like this would just be the Soledad Club on a Sunday yeah. um yeah. and yeah like I think yeah. he's the reason for everything that we do and the reason that we are able to like gather and see God at work, like, in our own hearts, but also in our vision and, like, desire to serve PB and San Diego, um, and so, yeah, he's just everything, he's the whole thing. Yeah,
0: that's right, that's right. Sean, your thoughts on that, your relationship with Jesus, um, how has it been over the
1: years and why? Um, I mean, after Gabe, it's, it's like, hard, I... (laughs) I guess I guess one one thing that comes to mind is like I hear you say it all the time is that we love Jesus because Jesus loves us, yeah. and that was like one of the things that like led to my mm. me being saved is like really recognizing and understanding how much the Lord loves me, and like when you act out in sin, it, it how can I put this? So when you act out in sin, is sin and. You have conviction, and yeah. then you start to really realize and unpack the conviction, yeah. and then you realize, well, why is this hurting Jesus? And it's like because He loves me. And so I think if you could just understand how much Jesus loves you, yeah. how much God loves you, it's like that compels you to love Him more, and it compels you to, it like feeds that that obedience. It's it's not by laws, like faith, it's by faithful obedience. And so I yeah. think that's like one thing that comes to mind. For yeah, me.
0: that's good. Um, can I, if someone was to randomly ask you why <laughs> you're a christian and why'd you go on about being a christian and jesus and following jesus <laughs> how would you respond
3: so that's a bit of an ironical question mm-hmm. because my community group will know that i hate talking about my yeah, faith yeah. to people because i find it very difficult to mm-hmm. verbalize um and i suspected that question might have come up so i i <laughs> Gave it a lot of thought, and I asked Gabe if he'd answer it for me, but no, he didn't. Uh, So so the thing is, (laughs) so, you know, I prayed on it a lot, and I think here's the thing, Jesus meets us where we're at, Mm. so where Jesus, why I believe in Jesus, why I have a relationship with Jesus may be different, actually, Mm. to why someone else does, Um, not insofar as, you know, the whole dying on the cross thing, I mean, that's given, but it's all the rest of it, where he meets you, and... um, So for me, what I was missing before I met Jesus, if someone was to ask me that, what I was missing was um, just belonging to something, belonging to something that I did not know I needed to belong to, but something was missing. Um, You know, I was a good friend, I was good at my job, I was involved in a church, but, but something was missing, and no credit in my work, no relationship, no... Nothing was filling that, and, and I didn't even know what it was I needed until I asked Jesus to forgive my sins, and I asked him into my life, and then that sense of belonging hit me, mm. and you can't turn away from that. Once you receive God's love, and you receive his forgive, you really receive his forgiveness, it's, that part of it doesn't become a choice. That no longer becomes a choice to to love him back, because you, you have received yeah. that gift in your heart, and so... For me, um, it was being be belonging to something and, and really feeling like I was coming home, mm. uh, which is weird because obviously home is a tangible place, but to me, my home is in Christ. Wow. And um, my home good. is in Jesus, wherever I am, wherever the military takes us, my home is in Jesus. Uh, and yeah. so I would say to whoever was here, if anybody, was feeling that there was something missing or mm. that they were looking for something they weren't too sure what it was or there was just some kind of whisper that was telling you there's more to this life than what you've got now, mm. the chances are you'll find the answer in Jesus yeah. and he will meet you where you're at um, and he will forgive you whatever it is and he will call you home yeah. because that's where you belong. Yeah. Uh, so that's what that's I would awesome. say.
0: That is awesome. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> People are like nervous. Should we? Should we not? Um, all right, as we come uh, as we move ever so closer to the end of our time, which has been so good and so informative, I'd love to know what you guys are looking forward to um, in the next year for at King's Cross Church. What are you looking most forward to? Should we
4: go this way? um i'm looking forward to just forming deeper connections and relationships with the body of king's cross uh i've only been here five months and and things take time and although i've appreciated how open and inviting people are i just want to keep going deeper with Mm. with everyone and uh, i'm excited to to see the people that come in uh you know like myself and i i want to try and be a part of that experience where people feel welcomed and Mm and feel the space to to learn more about God. And I'm just excited to see who he saves, you know, Mm. in amazing ways, like just Mm. ways that you're like, wow, that's kind of crazy. (laughs) yeah amen
3: um, just to add to that i specifically so we we're, we're heading out this year so it's kind of a hard thing to say we're probably not going to be here in person to see how the church grows over the next year but i would love to see the church continue to lean into the military community um, to really come alongside our military members for military For the, the, um, you know, like San Diego is the Shangri-La of military. People (laughs) come here; they don't want to leave. They (laughs) want to stay. It's awesome. Um, (laughs) So, you know, we'll all know people who are coming, and I want that to filter through. I want people who come into san diego to say to me oh where did you go to church and for me to say i went to this church it was great it came alongside military it was really yeah. welcoming you could get plugged straight in and for the church to hold up that end of the bargain right right and for nobody to call that's me good. back and go that was
0: rubbish <laughs> <They didn't. laughs> that could very well happen so, to. so <laughs> that's, that's what i would
3: ask is for people to really continue to support your military come alongside
0: that's them
2: good. and um, just mm.
3: meet their needs wherever they're at it's
0: so. mm, good good
2: um Oh gosh. Um, Okay, honestly, I'm quite excited to hug people in this coming year. (laughs) Like just straight, straight hugging, (laughs) really excited. I really miss that. Um, But (laughs) there's more than that. Um, I think I'm also really looking forward to, I felt like 2020 was really hard for like, just being in community with people, like intentional and like consistently. Um, like it was possible if you were like committed and intentional and really like dedicated, but it was really hard, um, at the same time. And it was hard to like see people kind of like float away and float in. And I'm really looking forward to this year, like getting to set, like sit down with people and be with people, um, and have that face to face. Um, although Zoom is great and like a gift from God. really looking forward to like having people in our home again um and yeah just like sitting down and talking about god and the bible because um, that's something i really missed in 2020 and yeah i just have seen god do incredible things and he's done incredible things through zoom nonetheless um but just that yeah intentional face-to-face with um, our community it's just so powerful i'm looking forward to that
1: um i'm personally excited to keep going through x it's my first time going through it and it's like really good i'm learning a lot and um yeah i just appreciate you being back Obed, like taking us through it it's been awesome um i'm also excited about all the new people that we have and i think in addition to that it's like i don't want to say old people but the people who's been coming it's like it's cool because like so many of us myself included are like our lives have changed so much like we've had added responsibilities and titles have changed. Like when I started coming, I was just dating and then I went to engage and yeah. now I'm married. And now I have now I'm a parent and like, you know, same for a lot of my friends here. So it's cool to see like God just increasing in our faith as a as a family, as a church, increasing in our, our wisdom and just giving us um just so much to like gather for and be thankful about and to learn from each other. That's like that's awesome. Like really people who I have good connections with. I'm able to like just sit down and, and hear them and understand that I can do the same and talk to them as well. And it's like, it's been cool. Like I could think of several individuals that I've known for a while who've been through some stuff here while being here that has like really made me trust the Lord more, made yeah. has like made me like know him more in a yeah. sense. And so I can see that to continue, I yeah. see that continuing to happen.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Um, so much to look forward to <laughs> this year. Um, and uh, you guys have been awesome um, as contributors to our um, three-year anniversary, and you guys have been great participants, listening well. And I hope um, everything we've talked about, there have been some things we've talked about that has not only informed you of who we are as a church, but inspired you um, to grow in your relationship with Jesus, and so finally, before we end, one last question, and it's a quick one: um, If you had to describe King's Cross with one word,
1: what would it be? I'll start this time. I would say united, just like the togetherness. So that's my one word. Okay, yeah,
2: that's good. Um, the only like word that I can come like think of is family.
0: Family, that's good.
3: Same thing, community. Yeah.
4: Intentional.
0: Intentional. Right. Intentional community who are united. And oh, family. And family. Intentional community family who are united. <laughs> oh, that was bad. I'm sorry. Gosh, what a way to end. But that is what we strive to be. And that's also <laughs> well, that is what we strive to be. Um, we strive to be a church family on mission with jesus and we do it together uh, and we're intentional about it and i am so looking forward to not just 2021 and everything it holds but also in the coming years to seeing what god will will do we're gonna like float away soon um isn't this nice what a way for all of this to end Um, uh, Before um, we close and music team come, I'm going to invite Mike Carlisle to come just say a few words and pray for us. As Mike comes, um, as some of you know, um, Mike Carlisle and two others are uh, our advisory team. Um, As a church And they kind of play a role Of helping us oversee the church At these early stages And Mike is also director Of Mission for the San Diego Southern Baptist Association Who have been an incredible gift to us Um, And thank you for coming Mike And as we round up I'd love you to share a few things And then pray for us And if you could share a little bit about yourself
5: Well Judy and I have the privilege Excuse me June and I have the privilege of being able to work with a church network like you are a part of. Mm-hmm. And it's a big family with over 200 churches in San Diego County. And so when we leave here, uh, rather quickly, we have to be at noon over to a Korean church in Bay Park mm. where we're going to ordain a former military Korean officer mm. who's been called by God to serve the Korean community as a pastor. Wow. So these are the kind of things we get to do and love wow. to do. But mm. we've also discovered tough times never last, <laughs> but tough people do. Mm. And you've got two of the toughest people on earth here leading you and, and Obed and Elena and their families to go through what they've gone through and be able to persevere and press on and come back. We prayed for them. We, we stood with them in their immigration process. We didn't know how it was going to work out. But God is good. Amen? God is good. Amen. And uh, here's what I want to say. When, t- when I say tough times, you know, governments don't last. Where's the Ugaritic government? Where's the great empire of the Babylonians? Where's the Persian Empire? Where's the Greek Empire? Where's the Roman Empire? So great in this time. They're all gone. All their leaders are gone. But 2,000 years of church history, the church is still here. And you have a rare privilege of being a part of the formation of this brand new church that will outlive you. Yeah, yeah. And your kids. Yeah. And maybe even your grandkids. And someday when we're all in heaven together and we can look down and say, which will be pretty, pretty soon for me probably, more than <laughs> some of you and my wife, we'll be able to look down and say, look what God's doing in San Diego and mm. military and young couples and young families. Why? Because the church is a safety net for people. What do I mean by that? When you're just starting life, I remember when you and I were married, we had three sons pretty quickly. And I didn't know really how to be a father that well. My dad had been uh, damaged in, in the big war. And uh, so he wasn't there much for me. He had what we call PTSD. Now we didn't, it was, it was called something else then. He had 60 shock treatments. That's all they knew to do. So it really affected him. And I, when we went to church, I told my wife, I said, you know, I don't know how to raise my kids. But I watched my good friends mm-hmm. who are better at that than I am. And just by being there and watching them and being a part of that family, really as a family, Mm -hmm. that it it just so changed us and improved our our quality of marriage and our quality of life. So I bless you guys. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to pray for you before I go, okay? Would you bow with me in prayer? Almighty God, we we feel the power of the wind blowing. And you reminded us that it's like the spirit. Mm -hmm. You don't see it, but you feel it. And Lord, we feel your presence here today. We feel your presence in the lives of people who are sharing their stories. And like us, Lord, they're not perfect people, but they're people who are finding support and encouragement and peace and joy beyond what the world can offer. And for that, I pray your favor on Obed and Ellen and all the officers and leaders of this church. And I pray you will grow it to the capacity God, that it reaches every lost person that you've assigned to it for Christ and give them a new life, a new future, a new hope, being able to be a disciple maker, making other disciple makers. And to that end, we offer our prayer together in Jesus name. And we all said, amen. Amen.